0: up what is up it is your girl Chanel the host of the no judgment here podcast and let me just start off by saying y'all I'm so sorry for the like just the distance in episodes how far apart they are did I say episodes or episodes episodes um it's never intentional it's just I'm not gonna lie like I kind of hit 2021 hit the ground running. Um, I have a lot of things going on. So I've been trying to just figure out, you know, time management and getting more organized. So, you know, with that being said, it's never intentional when I don't do like back to back episodes. I always intend to do that. It's just life kind of takes me in a different direction. And I'm like, shoot, I don't have any time to record but it's like, I do have the time. I just have to make the time, right? Right. That's the that's the hard truth here is actually making the time to do things. But long story short, I'm so happy to be back after like a month. I assume I think that's what it's been. Gosh. Wow. A month. Wow. Forgive me. Please forgive me. But <laughs> I'm back with a new episode and I will say the good thing about waiting or, or not putting out an episode back to back is that I have so many things to talk about. Like my list of topics today is just insane. First and foremost, let's say um, we got through Black History Month and we're now into Women's History Month. It's also March 14th. Which, if you're a nerd or math geek, you would know that it's Pi Day. So, happy Pi Day to all my my mathematicians out there. 3.14, I cannot tell you the rest. But, yes, happy Pi Day. I do hope that everyone had an amazing Black History Month as well. And happy Women's History Month to you as well. I hope that is going great for you, even if you're a man, man, woman, whomever. Um, I hope that you're having a great Women's History Month, and I hope it's going to a good start. Um, so it's like, where in the world do I start? <laughs> like I said, I have so many things to cover. Oh my goodness. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. First things first. Um, okay, I'll start. I do want to say rest in peace to the young lady. Um, lyric Chanel. I did pay attention to her journey and and follow her journey, um, regarding the brain cancer. I believe she had, um, she was such, such a beautiful soul and it really hurt, um, to know that she had passed away. Um, she had lost her battle, but just seeing all the lives that she touched, how many different people reached out and we're just happy that they have got to know her. And I was also glad that, Um, you know, her, her mom posted her journey so we could all be on that with her and just see the struggle. Um, you know, one day you just have a healthy kid and then bam, you get this news of brain cancer. And I, I, as a parent, I, I couldn't imagine. So I think any parent who endures that with their child is just so, strong um so i just want to say rest in peace to young lyric chanel um also let's kind of just get into movies and tv shows there has been so many things that have come out and i'm surprised that i was able to catch up on everything um first and foremost jenny and georgia um you know netflix always has those little tv shows that they put out and they just make everyone obsessed you know prior to that it was bridgerton who didn't love bridgerton you right you know um but jenny and georgia i really did like that show i like all the different kind of dynamics they they showed you know With black girls and white girls and getting along and just being in the middle, being mixed. And it's like, where do you fit in? And just even the dynamic of being in high school and even, you know, having a young mother. And she's still living her life while you're trying to live your life. Um, I just really enjoyed that show. And I cannot wait until season two to see what they put out. Um, I'm excited to see where that goes. So that was a really good show that I, I did enjoy um movies judas and the black messiah i hope you all watch that um i did watch it and it's one of those movies that of course is going to make you upset because i hate seeing movies where black people are turned against each other um or you know you have a black informant and it's like why why we gotta be like our own enemy um uh, but no it was it was a very great movie um uh, very it's executed well. Um next after that the movie I was definitely look li- left <laughs> definitely wow tongue of twisters today definitely looking forward to was uh Billy Holiday versus the United States or was it United States versus Billy Holiday? Either way, that was um really good Andre Day did her thing like she did it so well she won and I keep saying this like I really hope she just gets to channel um more black women and their legacies because I would just love to see her as Eartha Kitt like not only do I think she can pull it off in regards to looks but you know her voice kind of has that that raspiness and just like she can pull it off just her range um so I really hope that that could be in the works but I will say the only thing that like I didn't 100% love about the Billy Holiday film was it really didn't have like a climax. It was just a whole bunch of random events that happened in her life, which I guess that's what the, the the director was looking for. Um I would have liked to see, you know, something build up to everything, but at the end of the day, it was a really good movie and I hope you all um signed it. Um sticking with movies and tv shows and just things in the media i will go on to megan markle um she did her sit down interview with oprah um i did not watch the interview but i mean that's what we have twitter for right because twitter gave me all the commentary that i needed and it also included some memes um oprah (laughs) her meme is clearly the one circulating right now um, it's like, which Oprah are you today? And it's all these different looks that Oprah had during the interview. My favorite one is the one where Oprah is putting her hands up and like, oh, really? Like, oh, I don't want to hear anymore. Like that, <laughs> that meme. I do like that one um a lot. But I'll have to sit down and watch the interview. But I just know, just hearing different things about it. Um, Megan was just talking about how she was treated and uh you know, the royal family was concerned what color the baby would be and just all this kind of nonsense. I say it's nonsense, but it's like, it bothers me when people act surprised. Like, come on, what did you expect was happening over there? Like they were never known to be a walk in the park. And then here we are, a black woman is entering into the royal family. Like, what do you think is going to happen then? Um, so I just really have to watch it. But like, people were ready to go fight for megan <laughs> like people were like megan like we could have backed you up why didn't you why didn't you hit us up but um it really is unfortunate that she had to go through that you know you find the love of your life and they just so happen to be royal blood and this is what you have to endure you know it, it's really it's whack for real um i also want to talk about a shining star that i just can't stop paying attention to because she's just doing her thing um it's Chloe Bailey you know the two broke off and they got their separate Instagram accounts and Chloe was just like I'm posting whatever you know when I want how I want and people didn't perceive it well which I don't understand because yes she's young but she's not a teenager she's not a baby And she's comfortable in her body and she's confident in her body. And people came for her and had her crying on Instagram Live. And that really upset me for the fact that, you know, here's a black woman who is happy with herself. You know, she likes what she looks like. She just has this confidence that can't be taken away and people still find a way to pick at it. And I just don't like that. And I hate that she had to get on there crying. But then you got her sister, Hallie, who's like, who want to fight? Because say something about my sis and it's over. But, you, you know, I love that they have that relationship, you know, that ride or die relationship with, with siblings, with sisters. Um, but I just want to continue to uplift Chloe. And I just hope that she continues to do her thing, post what she wants. She's so talented. You know, it's, she can post her body and then the next she's posting herself in the studio. And that's just amazing to me. She's so, so talented. Um, Also, remaining in the media, this, it's funny, but it's not funny. Um, The Papa John's owner who said that he has been spending time getting the N-word out of his system. And I don't think I've ever said the N-word on this podcast granted I can um but I just never have but it's like okay see me being a black person I definitely you know I say the n-word if I had to get it out of my system I know it'd be hard you know because it's a word I can use on a daily basis so the fact that he is taking time to get it out of his system quote unquote means that he was using this word on a daily basis and I'm like was he using it As an insult, was he using it with his fellow counterparts, you know? Um, but I just I don't like it, especially with that whole incident. And I don't even really like their pizza for real. Um, but hey, I I definitely hadn't had it since that happened. But it was it was just funny to see that um he had to get it out of his system. And of course, Twitter makes a joke of everything, so they like had a keyboard and were showing um the letters that spelled the n-word and his were like all faded or whatever but just knowing you have to get it out of your system like sir sir how often were you saying this word um but yeah and then lastly in regards to news and all that fun stuff i know you guys saw that the stimulus (laughs) bill was passed um the fact that it just it took so long i think i've said that multiple times how is it our citizens tax paying citizens at that who need help badly have to wait you know it has to be voted on we have to vote if we're going to help our people like make it make sense it doesn't make sense to me um but it did get passed and i believe like some people may have already gotten their checks but once again, um, the internet is always funny with that. You know, most of us call it a STEMI and people are making stimmy songs. They're talking about, they're going to buy with their stimmy. I'm seeing so many, um, funny memes this go around, but I really do hope that, you know, people who need the stimulus get it and get it on time because we've waited long enough and it's really been a year since everything started. It's been a year since we've been home. Um, and the fact that it's taken a year <laughs> for us to get another like big check is crazy to me. They knew the help that these, everyone needed in the country, but they want to take the time to vote on it, which gives room for people to vote against it. You know, um, I don't really like that, but it did get passed and people should be getting their money soon if they didn't already. So, with that being said, let's get into this week's topic. So, y'all are probably like, man, okay, Chanel, you spent a lot of your topics talking about black women. Yeah, I did. And that's because I wanted to dedicate this episode to black women. Um, You know, like I said, Black History Month is over, and now we're into... International I'm sorry (laughs) National Women's History Month and I just you know I want to take the time to talk about black women and acknowledge black women and our contributions and one of my honorable mentions of a black woman that I had the chance to learn more about this uh, Black History Month is Henrietta Lacks I actually did a short um video about her for church and for my bible study and if you don't know who she is, Henrietta Lacks was a young black woman um this is just going to be a quick synopsis, so don't try to fact check me or anything like that I'm giving a super quick overview but Henrietta Lacks was a young black woman, she was a mother, she was a wife um she lived in Virginia and one day, you know, she realized she had a lump on her cervix and, you know, she kept ignoring it. But she knew like it was there and she would say something like, I think something is wrong, you know, like like most, you know, black women do. We don't always go to the doctor as soon as we think something is wrong. um. So time kind of went on and then she's like told her husband, we need to go to the doctor. Sure enough, they go to the doctor and They told her, you have cervical cancer. And um, while they are diagnosing her and testing her, um, a scientist in the lab extracts some cells from her. um, And these cells get the name HeLa cells, H-E-L-A, for Henrietta Lacks. And he takes these cells and studies them, quote-unquote, in his lab and these cells are nothing like he's ever seen i mean these are the first human cells to live and thrive outside of the human body they're thriving in any kind of condition they're put into and they're multiplying like crazy um henrietta lax never knew that her cells were taken they were taken without her consent and that's pretty much how that went Um, She came back, and she would get her radiation for the cancer. Um, It seemed to be doing fine, Um, but then things got worse, and unfortunately, she died. Though she died, her cells still lived, and her cells are still living today, but the messed up part about that, like I said, is that she never consented to any of this her family wasn't even informed, but yet their mother's cells are traveling across the world, being shipped for random scientists to use and to to test stuff on. Once again, and no one knew. And then her family is is being interviewed by all these different doctors. They're wanting to run blood tests on the family to see all this stuff to see how their DNA might line up with the cells. And if they'll have the same uh, type of, ty- their, if their cells will have the same type of reaction that hers did. So I just wanted to highlight her story because it was a story I heard a lot in college from my advisor. She would always talk about Henrietta Lacks. And I'm so upset that during that time in college, I never took the time to read that book and learn more about her so that I could engage in those conversations when it came to her. Um so I was upset about that. But, you know, it's never too late to read and learn more. So, I'm glad that I finally decided to read her book and learn more about her and even spread the word about her because still here I am just knowing her name, you know? I only knew her name and a little bit about her, but there were people who still didn't know. Today in 2021, still didn't even know who she was, her story, anything. So, I'm glad that I got to spread that knowledge. And I think that's such an important thing is to inform people. Um, But I just wanted to highlight that because for centuries, black women, um, our bodies have been exploited and have been used without our consent. Um, Another example would be Sarah Bartman, you know, a very curvaceous woman who was put on display for the world to see because of how her body was shaped. Our bodies have been mocked and ridiculed for years, but here we are modern day in the 21st century and our bodies are accepted when it's on other races, you know, when other cultures decide that they want to get body modifications to have fuller lips or to have bigger butts wider hips even super long extensions or you know anything like that that we had been mocked and ridiculed for is now glorified when other people do it and I just I don't like that (laughs) I don't like it um and then when you bring it up people are just like well leave people alone they just want to look a certain way they're happy looking in their body blah 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 leave people alone but it's like it's not fair to us when we've been looking like this our entire lives generation to generation and no one accepted it but other people do it and now it's a trend and it's okay and that's what bothers me like i i tell everybody love your body (laughs) you know regardless of what it looks like love the skin you're in and you want to modify yourself that's between you and whomever but i just i'm just like don't do it to try to look like another race especially with like tans and you know you're you're super super tan you're you're causing yourself to be that way that's not how you look naturally like what's wrong with your actual skin color <sighs> but yeah uh and it's crazy because like i said even with so many old shows that have been resurfacing on Netflix and Hulu or whatever, a lot of the black women in the show didn't even um, like their bodies. Like you would hear their girlfriends ridicule them. Oh girl, your butt is so big. Your butt's too big. You need to slim down. And there would be, be people like I see today, like celebrities. And I'm like, you really were on the show <laughs> telling your, co-stars that their butts were too big and this was talking to other black women and i'm like this was such a common thing big booties were never praised um but here we are today and everybody wants one everybody wants a big old butt right okay so that's just that i just wanted to give that honorable mention to her and just shed some light on um, her story and then just talking about black women and our bodies and how they're, they're constantly mocked and ridiculed. But like I said, when another culture or race wants to modify themselves to look like us, it's accepted. Um, and so, like I said, we're talking about black women. I had a friend pose the question to me about the phrase protect black women and he wasn't doing it to like be like devil's advocate or anything like that. He was just saying when we when we say protect black women, what exactly are we protecting or what exactly are we wanting protection from? And you know, I had to really think about that. Honestly, it's kind of like one of those things where you see it and it's a trendy uh, trendy phrase and you just go with it. Protect black women. Kind of like Black Lives Matter. You see it and you know it's the thing you should be saying. no, You know it's the thing you should be advocating for. So you go with it. Um, Protect black women. Protect black women. You know you see it. And for me, I, I instantly thought of like, okay, when I think protect black women, I think of when we're in spaces with other say with other races or say we're in space with a white woman and say she's able to get angry and voice her opinion and it's okay but I get upset and voice my opinion and now I'm hostile in that case it's like I should be defended I should be protected um a lot of times I saw that phrase in regards to um, Megan Thee Stallion when she got shot and it was protect black women. But then I was seeing it a few months after, like a few, like a while ago, I was seeing videos of people arguing that like, well, look at the type of men you're messing with. You want to be protected from that kind of guy like you knew what you were getting into. And it's like, wow, like that kind of argument is going on. And mind you, I'm not like picking sides with anything. I'm literally asking. And this is a question to my black women, you know, when you say protect black women, what do we want to be protected from? From violence, from, from public shame, from ridicule, from being put down, from not believing in ourselves. What are we actually wanting protection from? Um, and that's me even just wanting to dig deeper into it, because like I said, I have an idea when I say that of what I would like to be protected from, but I want to know what everybody else thinks when when they say that phrase or retweet that phrase or we repost that phrase, what exactly do you want protection from? or are you seeking protection from? or do you think we need protection from, and who should be protecting us? Black men, other black women? White men, Asian men, Asian women—like, who do we want protecting us? So I just, I kind of want to get a conversation going around that. So I'm going to definitely post something on my page and see if we can get conversation. So please, interact and engage. Even if you respond to this podcast, I would love it because, like I said, I'm this is a no judgment um zone where we're able to have those conversations and hear each other out and each other's opinions because that's what it's about it's about having healthy conversations regarding questions questions that need answers you know so moving on um (laughs) this is a interesting topic that always comes up for for me as a black woman and other black women in my life is dating and relationships um it's like the dating pool is really hard I said hard. It's not hard. It's just, <laughs> dating is hard. I'll say dating is hard. The dating pool is just bare. Um at least for me. And I hate when you get the constant question, "Oh, how's your love life? Who are you dating?" And you're like, "Nobody." And people act like it's the end of the world. "Oh, you're not talking to anybody?" No, I'm not. You know, and I I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, I don't have to be talking to somebody every week. If there's no one out there, I'm genuinely interested in, I'm totally okay. Like, I'm not going to force myself to like someone just because I want to be in a relationship. And it's kind of like that for a majority of my friends where we're just like, you know, right now, no one's on our radar. (laughs) and That's just what it is. And that's perfectly okay. I feel like a lot of people will try to say sometimes, black women have super high standards and they need to lower their standards but we're not saying that to other races and then i'm really not trying to make this any type of race game or anything but like i said i am talking about black women specifically but i don't ever hear people telling white women oh you need to lower your standards or asian women lower your standards or any woman Indian woman (laughs) lower your standards like but when it comes to black women it's like we're, we're supposed to settle why like why can't I want a man who matches me in these different categories of life I can have my standards because I want what I want and I feel like when you lower your standards you're truly settling why would your partner want to know you lowered your standards for them like that would make me feel terrible as a person to know that I wasn't the one you truly wanted to know you had these standards, but you had to lower them for me. Like that doesn't make me feel good about myself at all. <laughs> if I'm not your first pick, I definitely don't want to be your second. Um, So that's just how I see it. But I just feel like dating has been really difficult um, right now. Like, I don't know if it's because of COVID and just not being able to enjoy life like before. Because I usually meet people out and about. Those are the people I meet. Like any guys I meet are out and about. And that's how I form, um, you know, friendships, communication, whatever like that. Um, I don't really do tender, hend, or whatever. What are the, Bumble and all that stuff. Like I will have those apps for a week and delete. (laughs) Like I just cannot. I'll get on those apps and I'm laughing because it's a lot of desperation on there. And to me, it's just funny. And I feel I, I can't laugh at people 24-7. So I'm like, all right, you, <laughs> you laughed enough. Get off of here. So for me, it's just pure comedy. Um, but I do know some people who have found love on those apps. And I'm like, wow, lucky, lucky you. It hasn't been for me. And that's, you know, that's okay. What's for you is for you. And who is for you is for you. But I just want to tell like black women, like it's okay to be single right now. Focus on yourself, because I'm. None of us are perfect. There's still something we can be working on. You might still have some trauma you need to get over. Say you have some financial goals you're trying to reach right now, or some career goals you're trying to reach right now, or spiritual goals, whatever that you are trying to reach, and you know that you really need to reach those on your own, truly focused, and you're not you're not able to really. Put put your time into someone else and that's okay like be single and do what you need to do so when that person comes along you'll be ready and you'll know and like i said don't feel like you need to lower your standards just to meet anybody else in the dating pool and it might be a hard reality for some of us to know that maybe our dream guy isn't another black man uh. Uh, yeah, we, I know that sometimes it's a hard reality to be like, OK, well, shoot, baby, my my husband might be a white guy. He might be an Asian guy or Indian guy. um, But I leave that for a, a different a different conversation. <laughs> um, also, another thing that black women deal with is just the job environment. Uh, corporate, corporate, corporate. I really don't know many black women who have had an amazing experience in corporate um i just really don't i've had my fair share of corporate jobs have i had good experiences absolutely have i had some bad ones you know it like i've had moments where i was falsely accused of things i've had moments where i wasn't listened to um where I asked for like a simple request, and it was denied, and it's just like but my but my coworkers you know were able to do what they wanted, and it's very frustrating because we have to work ten times harder we're we're watched ten times harder, and I even had an instance where I had a review, and I was told that I um I didn't really take instruction or criticism, which wasn't true at all, because that's one of the main things I'm good at. Like, you tell me that I'm lacking in an area and I need to do better. Okay, bet. Like, I'm going to do better. I will never be like, oh, I disagree completely. No. I had a boss who wanted things her way or the highway and pretty much wanted you to kiss her butt, and I'm not a butt kisser. I'm just not. So when she told me I made a mistake she wanted me to act like it was the end of the world but when I had first got hired onto that job I was told that nothing could be fixed literally nothing I'm sorry nothing couldn't be fixed which meant you know if we mess up something it's okay like things can be fixed I mean of course you don't want to constantly make mistakes but and be careful but if something does happen it can be reversed and so of course I limited my mistakes and the one time I made a mistake, oh, she just lost it and came to my desk and was like, you didn't do this and this. And I'm like, it was an accident. I was like, the documents looked the same. I couldn't tell the difference. I apologize. But she wanted me to like, oh just be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. How could I have done this? And it was like, no, like, I acknowledge what I did. I I apologize it won't happen again I'm sorry but she just I guess she wanted me to be in tears so she took that to my review and pretty much said that I didn't handle her criticism well and then after that review told me that she didn't really agree she just had to say something so you went into my review and you sabotaged me just because you wanted to <sighs> corporate 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 so i um yeah i I didn't always have pleasant experiences with corporate i i got out of corporate finally this year thank god um i had the last corporate job i had i actually quit my job in 2020 and i actually there were i I think i saw somewhere where a lot of people quit their jobs in 2020 i definitely quit my last job it was just beyond it was beyond stressful like i had never been in such a stressful environment. And you know what's crazy? That environment was my home because we were working from home. And it's like, you know, I'm at home and I'm stressed out at home. This is a place where I should be unwinding after work, not stressed at my home because of work. And I would wake up just, I wouldn't want to wake up. I would not, not I'm sorry. Not that I wanted to die, but I meant like I wouldn't want to wake up because I knew what was ahead of me for the day. And so there came a point where I had to really change my mind to say, Chanel, you're not waking up for work. You're waking up for the day. And that did help me get through. It did keep me from losing my mind, but I contemplated quitting for a good two months. And each time I was in the middle of typing my resignation i would be like okay chanel you can hold off another month you know just wait for one you're going to get more money so you know you're gonna put in more hours get another check just wait i'm like okay okay so i did it and then another thing would happen i'm like oh my gosh i can't take it i'm typing up my resignation now and then it's like just hold off but i just finally had enough when there was a situation Oh, excuse me. There was a situation I was blamed for because someone else didn't do their job. And I was just, that was it for me. I said, you know what? I don't get paid enough to do this. I'm literally overworked and underpaid. Period. And I'm sick of it. And I've never heard. I've told that. I don't think I'm a good fit for this position or for this team. And I was told, oh, no, you're okay." It's like, don't tell me what you what you think of me. I'm telling you how I feel in this role and how I don't think I'm performing how you want me to. And, yeah, I'm done. So right after that, I put my two weeks in and that was it. The crazy thing is I put my two weeks in on a Friday afternoon. It wasn't even acknowledged until a Monday afternoon. Like, come on. And then I didn't even get the proper like farewell or anything like that. Like it was, it was crappy. Like it was awful. So I'm glad to have gotten out of the corporate world. And now um, I work for an amazing team (laughs) where I report to one person and that's it. You know, can't anyone put any blame game on me or anything like that. So I'm just really happy to be in a totally different position where I can, have more control over my hours and my workload. So I'm definitely thankful for that and any of my my black women in corporate just stay strong cuz I know it's hard. We have to work so much harder. You know, we might be 29, 30, 31 and our bosses, our supervisors are younger than us. And it's like what in the world? I've been working just as hard as you and here you are 25 years old and you're my boss and here I am 30 and black and you're 25 and the young white lady <laughs> so it's a sad reality and I know people will say it. it's not always about race but when you're on the opposite side when you're seeing things with the eyes of a black woman it is about race because you have the same credentials you have half the time a better personality. You're mer- you're more vocal. You are able to execute things well, but you still don't get chose. Oh gosh, I didn't even talk about my experience. Wow, wow, wow. See how you just forget stuff. Um, I actually had a moment when I quit my job of applying for jobs and not getting hired, and i believe i was a victim of like racial or hiring what is it hiring um racism racial hiring discrimination racial hiring discrimination i can't even think of the term hiring discrimination i had one interview with who would be my boss and it went amazing like the lady she was doing more talking than me like we were just having so much good conversation like she would ask me one question and then we would just elaborate on it and have a great conversation and then um after that the hiring manager emailed me and said your interview went so great um we're definitely going to move you on to the to the last step of the interview which is interviewing with the um CEO or whatever this is my first time ever being interviewed by a CEO of a company. Mind you, they were a startup. They were newer and smaller, but I never, ever, ever met with the CEO in an interview. So I, of course I'm nervous. Um, and first of all, I had the, the interview schedule. And then last minute when I'm signing into the Zoom, I get a notification that the interview has been pushed back. I'm like oh okay well that's inconvenient so but you know you want the job so you do whatever they ask you so I accept the pushback and we get on the call and the lady is really not giving me much eye contact um I was told what I should prepare for in regards to what she might ask me so I had those answers prepared she didn't ask me any of that stuff um But what she did ask me, I had answers for her. Like I tried to ask her questions, just trying to engage, and she just wasn't engaging with me whatsoever. So after the interview, she told me to send over my references. I asked how many. She told me three. I said, okay, I'll do that. Literally, in two hours later or an hour later after the interview, I sent my references over. The next day was Thanksgiving. So of course nobody's working. Then after that was Black Friday. Black Friday morning at like 9 a.m. And mind you, most people aren't working on Black Friday either. But hey, Black Friday that morning at 9 a.m., I get an email saying, Hi Chanel, from the HR person. An email saying, Hi Chanel, we decided not to move forward. Thank you. My spirit was crushed. When I like thinking about it right now, and I don't even want that job, but I'm it hurt me so badly. And I'm like, wow. So and, and my friend, my best friend who works in corporate, um, she's been with the same company for a while. I'm happy for her. She finally got the position she wanted. So shout out to you, Devin. Love you, girl. Um, but she, she's the one who taught me to respond back to HR and ask some questions if you need to. So I responded back to HR and I said, hey, um, I was just wondering if you're able to let me know what happened or if there's anything I need to work on because I gave you all my references, but it doesn't look like they were contacted. Um, and she never responded. The HR person never responded back to me. And I will say the first person I interviewed with was a white woman. She was nice, funny. We had a great conversation. The second lady, the CEO, um, was a white woman as well. And mind you, the CEO had final say. And even looking at their website and their employees, no diversity um, whatsoever. Like two spots of color um, here and there. And it's like, you're a startup company. You should be trying to recruit as many, you know, black people, Indian people, whomever, brown, black people, because you want that. You want to attract that. Um, but you turned me away. Even though I was told from the person who would be my boss in the, in the HR that I killed it. And the CEO was like, oh, uh, no. So, yeah, that crushed me. Um, but once again, there's no logical explanation other than it had to be because of what I looked like. But like I said, when you quote unquote pull that card, everybody wants to say, oh, you can't, you can't, you can't say that. Well, I'm saying it because there was no other explanation for me than that. But I say all that to say, yeah, my black woman in corporate, just, just stay strong. And, you know, if you feel like you, you're not being acknowledged, your voice isn't being heard every time you have a good idea it gets shut down but your white counterparts are praised for doing just the bare minimum when you have gone above and beyond you know go where you're celebrated not tolerated that position that you're looking for it will come to you go go after it you know do what you want to do don't be stuck in a miserable corporate job Um, because unfortunately the day you quit or the day you're fired, they're going to have you replaced in a matter of days. And that's another sad reality. It's like, they truly really aren't looking out for you. So you have to look out for yourself and really get some peace of mind and don't let that job dictate your every move. Don't let that job control you because it's not worth it. And the stress is not worth it, especially if you're a mother. And that was one of my big, big things as a working mom and working from home. I have my kid home, too. And I would see myself starting to get mean to my kid. You know, he comes in. I'm like, "Get out! I'm on a call. Please get out, get out, go. And I'm like, you know what? This isn't even our normal environment. I'm telling him to get out the room so I can make a call so I could do work for these people when my son needs me. You know, I can't step away from my computer for 20 minutes to help my kid because I'm literally just drowning in work. No, no. So I had to go. So, yes, there's that. (laughs) Um, But, you know, lastly, to just end on a high note, um, black women, we are resilient. We have this ability to just conquer Anything that's thrown our way, we overcome. And I know it can be hard because it's like, why do we always have to be so strong? Like, we're the ones, you know, we have to endure everything and just remain strong while everyone else doesn't have to do that. But that's one of our our great abilities. You know, we're we're strong. We're often (laughs) imitated, like I mentioned earlier. And we are behind a lot of things. Just think of like, just thinking of different inventions from Black women or ideas from Black women. We have cultivated so many great things, whether it's music, art, fashion, um, any any type of invention, you know, and books, off you know, authors, everything. We have been just, we have great, great minds, and I want us to make sure that we tap into our creativity tap into our true abilities that we were born with and really get things growing just growing (laughs) get things going and just discover what's what's been in us this whole time and just just get it out because we're all great and it's even better when we lift each other up that's 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 the key thing for me We have to continually pour life into each other. Stay positive. Keep the positive energy around you. Don't undermine another black woman's struggles just because you can't relate to that particular thing. But you know you've gone through some stuff too. Like, no, acknowledge it and be there for her. Like, we need each other no matter what color... We are. I know that like, we can often be divided by that, but we should be able to have those healthy conversations regarding that, that will still unite us. So, I just at the end of the day, I just want us all to love each other as sisters, come together, lift each other up, support each other, do better for one another, not tear each other down because. That doesn't do anything for our community when we do that, except for other people see that and they think, oh, well, shoot, you know, they turn each other down. Let's do it too. Like, no, let's stay, stay encouraged, lift each other up. Give someone a positive word, like give another black girl a positive word. You see her post her pic. She doing a thing. Okay, sis, I see you work it, you know, okay, okay, outfit, okay, hair, okay face okay waist is snatched like build each other up like we need that and it's such a beautiful thing um so i just wanted to to kind of end the topic on that just being a black woman is a beautiful thing i wouldn't trade it for the world i really wouldn't i love it i embrace it and hey i'm here to stay You can either accept it or be gone. Deuces. (laughs) Okay, y'all. So this is always my favorite part of the episode where we just get to kind of just wind down. And I give some health tips, some beauty tips, just life tips in general. But this week for this episode, I really want to challenge you to find an aspiring Black woman, one that you may have never heard of, but just has an amazing story. Research her, her, um, learn more about her, really educate yourself on this, this Black woman and her story and her contributions to society, and then tell somebody else and educate them. Spread the word on this Black woman you discovered okay and like I said mine was Henrietta Lacks um like I said I had knew her name and a little bit about her but I didn't know to the full extent until I picked up that book and read more about her life and I had to share it because it was just so remarkable so that is what I want to encourage you to do whether you are a man A woman a black woman a black man white woman white man Asian Indian whomever discover a black woman that you have never heard of but who has an amazing remarkable story Um, whether it's just her life story or her contributions to society really take the time to like I said research and educate yourself and then educate somebody else and whomever you find let me know let me know because i would love to be enlightened to someone i've never heard of so that's my challenge for women's history month and also a late black history month challenge but you know we all know black history is 365 and so is women's history but just in honor of those two months i i want to challenge you to really dig deep and research a black woman you have never heard of so that is my challenge but as always I thank you so much for listening to my show it means so much to me just constantly seeing the the numbers grow every week it makes me want to cry because this was my baby and I really took the time to do this and it's been a year (laughs) so I'm just really happy but continue to listen. I appreciate the support. And as always, I love you guys. Thanks.